0: I sure do love Jesus. How about you? You know, um, my wife and I have been, uh, um, what's the word? I I, I guess the best way to say it is challenged lately about certain things going on. And I think last week it was that the Lord gave me that uh, revelation. He showed me that right now there's two currents happening in this, this world. There's the current of the world, which is growing faster and more. It's like, just think of a flood stage. And and it's just going crazy, and it's got all the evil works of the enemy and all the junk that you see happening all around us. And the other current is the one that is peaceful. It's the church. And What the Lord showed me is we can no longer have people who think they can put one foot in the church and one foot in the world and think that's going to work out for them because that current is so strong, it's going to suck them down. And I don't know about you, I don't want to get stuck down amongst all the evil that's happening in our world today. I am determined to fulfill my destiny. And I know the only way that can happen is if I have a mentality of, I refuse to quit, and I refuse to give up. You've got to adopt that. You know that our God's not a quitting God? I mean, he had a lot of things happen down through the ages where Men rejected him, but he didn't give up on us, did he? What did he do? He sent Jesus, his very own son, to die on the cross for us so that we, through our faith in him, could become children of God. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Glory to God. I am a child of God. And I believe that if we keep our focus on Him and on things above and not be distracted by the things happening around us and stay focused and living for Jesus, our best days are before us. Are you hearing me? Amen. I was just looking at uh, yesterday, last night, I was in my office praying and studying, and um, I was reminded of the service where we came together and we came into agreement. This church body came into agreement for a certain amount of money to come in on a monthly basis. And, you know, if we were going by what we see, then there might be a, a, a reason to feel a little discouraged. But I'm not moved by what I see. I said I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. I believe that my God called us here for such a time as this. I believe we're supposed to be in this church at this place for such a time as this and i know without a shadow of a doubt he's got a church building coming in for us amen Amen. glory to god i I was listening uh, to a minister and he made this statement and that the lord spoke this to his heart Amen. It just bore witness with my heart and he said to this minister he said i have not asked for you to he was he came up against something a, a, I don't know if it was a church building, what he was believing God for, but he said it was a huge amount of money that was necessary to purchase this thing. And God spoke to his heart and said, I have never asked for you to pay for that. I've asked for you to believe me. And when you believe me, I will pay for that. Now, I don't know about you, but when my heavenly daddy says he wants to pay for it, I'm saying, go right ahead, hallelujah. See, I trust him. If he hasn't come through for you, trust me, he will. He has never let us down. Through thick through thin, we have come through. And you know what ends up happening when you go through the trying times? It strengthens you. I said it strengthens you. And there are going to be challenging times ahead of us, friends, but glory to God, we win. I said we win. And all I know is the very things he's spoken to my heart even though I may not see it yet, that's not going to affect me. That's not going to get me discouraged. I'm going forward. I'm going forward, believing that my God's going to come through for me like he always has, because my God is faithful. I said my God is faithful. He looks over his word to perform it in my life. I expect for him to do that because he's faithful. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide your hand up. Glory to God! I got so many bottles of water up here. One are these yours. Praise Jesus! You know, I want us to uh, remind ourselves why we give. Why do we give? Is it just something? You know, it's that time of the service. It's that time to you know throw our money in the offering as the pastor stands up there and twists our arm into giving or is it something we do by faith in accordance with the word of God knowing that if we do our part God is faithful to do his part how many of you can honestly say that God has blessed you down through the years in your walk with him has anybody besides me seen a financial harvest in your life can I tell off on you or are you planning on doing that you want to share it? come on all right uh, my wife had something happen to her yesterday and she's been standing and believing for a long time and you're gonna to explain to him well I'll let you just do what you're gonna do I'll be quiet there you go
1: How many of you know sometimes in ministry things can get a little thin. Well, back in 2017, I came to my husband and I said, I'll go to work a secular job. And, you know, I I don't have a problem with doing that. And um, we didn't really, you know, go further with that. And I went back in my office at home. And the Lord, as if it were audible voice, he said in my heart, what are you not doing with the gift that I put inside of you? And I knew right away he was talking about my paintings. These are my paintings out here. And so from 2017, I started painting. And just, you know, trust in the Lord with the sale of that. How many of you know when you're obedient to the Lord, the anointing is on that? It's very much like singing. You're putting your voice out there for people to judge. So I put my paintings out there, in a sense, for people to judge. So when the coffee uh, shop came about, I was able to put them out here for the public. And this isn't bragging on me, this is bragging on what God will do when you obey, whatever it is. To date, I've sold 73 paintings. My husband and I were downtown on Thursday. We went into one of the art galleries there, and we're just looking around at some of the other artists, and he mentioned to her that I was an artist and that I've sold 72 paintings at the time. And she said, that's amazing. Most artists can't say that in their lifetime. The anointing to obey and do what God tells you to do. So... I have my paintings out here, and in the morning time when I come to work, I speak to them. I tell them you're sold, you're anointed to sell. Someone will come and buy them. Amen. And so I got a phone message, my husband and I both did, from a most unexpected person. And she came yesterday, and she bought my Clint Eastwood wood painting for sixteen hundred dollars. And my heart has been, and I have a journal, and it says, I'm creative because a creative one lives in me. And I sow and give much into the kingdom of God. And so I've been believing and sowing all my tip money towards these paintings being sold so that I can sow into the ministries he's laid on my heart to give to. When you give of your substance, you give in in obedience to what he tells you to do the anointing to do it is on it and the blessing is there and i'm believing for great increase in this area but my god is faithful you can't say when it's going to happen you can't say how it's going to happen but he can't lie and you'll know that he he's the one that gets all the glory for it so don't quit giving even if you know, it's a little tip money or it's a little bit. You give it in faith. And God's going to carry us through to the it, trumpet sounds and we're gone. He's going to supply us during these hard times. Amen. He'll in take care prayers. of us. Yep. Just obey. Trust Amen. and obey for there's no other way Amen. to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and praise you for yet another opportunity to worship you with our finances. That which you bless us, the work of our hands, be it painting or baking or working a secular job, you bless the work of our hands. And we thank you for great increase as we sow and give Father, that it goes into the kingdom work for your purposes. Yes. And, Father, we're believing for a great increase of harvest to come off of this, Lord, Hallelujah. hundredfold return on our giving. We thank you for it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, ushers, you can take it up. Praise God. Come on, dude. Praise you, Jesus. What are we doing? Amen. Okay. Praise God. So I guess our children are staying in here, if that's okay, for this morning. Praise God. Amen. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Sorry. I was too busy doing other things. Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! You know it's so funny because I've shared these things with you before. Whenever I have cash in my pocket or in my wallet, I should say, it just seems like the Lord is always leading me to bless people. And and uh, I had just gotten a hundred dollar bill for, from something, and as I'm putting it in my wallet, I just thought to myself, "Well, I wonder who's going to get blessed today?" You know, and literally by the time I got here to the bus. I ended up giving somebody that $100 bill. So it's just fun to live your life that way. You know what I'm saying? God will get it to you if he knows he can get it through you. And there's nothing more funner than being a blessing to others. A lot of times, listen to me. There are a whole bunch of people out there who have never had someone they've never met before walk up and bless them with something. And it speaks volumes to them. When you can then turn around and say to them, when you're blessing them with a $100 bill or whatever, And say to them, God just wanted me to tell you that he loves you. See how much more of an open door, so to speak, it is when you have just blessed them with something? Because our God's good. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray and we'll get into the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now we just believe that What you want done will get done now. We look to you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher to lead us and guide us into the truth of the word of God. Declare our hearts fertile ground with the seed and the water of the word. We look to you, Almighty God, for the increase. And I believe, Father God, this room is filled with people who are not just hearers of your word, but by your grace doers. And because they're doers, they shall be blessed. We expect this, and we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Now, turn with me this morning to Genesis chapter 1. If you have no idea where that is, just open your book at the very beginning, page 1. And as you're getting there, I want to remind you of what we've been teaching on in here. We've been talking about faith in the power of God, faith in the power of God. And we saw in Ephesians chapter 1 in that Holy Spirit-inspired prayer that part of that prayer is that we as Christians would come to know and understand what is the immeasurable. Everybody say immeasurable. That means it can't be measured. And unlimited. Everybody say unlimited. It cannot, there are no limits to it. And surpassing greatness of God's power in and for us who believe. That power is is in us that power is for us and i trust the lord today that you're going to get the revelation that i got the other day driving with my wife in a car into bozeman because if you can get what i'm going to share with you this morning i believe it's going to take you to a higher place in the spirit than you've ever been before a greater There is a greater opportunity for all of us to go to a place we've never been before when we get a greater revelation of the power that is now in us and for us who believe. Amen. Thank God. We also looked at uh, where the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, he wrote to the Corinthian church that my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should be in the power of God. Your faith should be in the power of God. Paul was a good speaker. And he had just gone to, what was it, Mars Hill, and had been, you know, kind of going back and forth with the philosophers that were the, gathered there. And, and, and I'm sure Paul would have... You know, stood his ground, and was doing really good, but he got no results, little to no results, I should say. And he came away from here thinking, wait a minute, something's wrong here. And he came to the realization that he really wasn't doing what Jesus had commissioned us to do. We're called to go into all the world, correct? Preach the gospel to every creature. But then it goes on to say, and these signs... These signs, these miracles, shall follow or accompany those who believe. And so Paul made this decision. I'm no longer just going to stand here and preach to you. I'm expecting demonstrations of the Spirit and of power. I'm expecting miracles to accompany the preaching of the Word that I'm preaching to you right now. And how many know that Paul got miracles in his ministry? Amen. Glory to God, I tell you what, if this is what the Spirit of God wants us to get a revelation of, of the fact that this immeasurable, unlimited, and far surpassing power is in us, glory to God, I, I, I step up to the plate, here I am, Lord, I believe it. I got this power in me, there is no power greater than this power that is in me, it is greater than any atomic power or any other kind of power found on this earth. It is resurrection power, bringing back to life power. Did you hear what I just said? I haven't said it like that before, have I? Bringing back to life power. You got dreams that kind of have fallen to the wayside. You got bringing back to life power to bring those dreams back to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I tell you what. I'm of of the mindset that because of the day and age we're living in, there is going to be a greater display of God's power in the earth today than ever before. Now, the Lord was showing me, and I've heard this before, what you see in the book of Acts is just a small bit of what really happened. Like, for example, in the life of Jesus, when he walked the earth and the gospel messages, it tells us about what he did. And at the end of the book of John, you can go there right now. John, I think it's John 20, but I'll be able to find it here. John 21, verse 25. And it says, There are also many other things Jesus did which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself, oh, glory to God, could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. So what does that mean? If everything was written that Jesus did, the miracles he performed, and the healings he did, the people being raised from the dead that he did, that the book, the book, (laughs) the world could not contain the books written therein, how many believe that what's written in here is for our benefit, picked out by the Holy Spirit for you and me? And I'm saying that from the perspective, and this is straight by the Spirit of God, this is not in my notes, that the things we've been teaching on are there for a reason. See, God wants us to get this revelation because he expects us as believers to do these very things that we read about here in the Bible. Thank you Lord Jesus. If the world could not contain the books of all the things Jesus did when he walked the earth and yet Jesus made this declaration in John 14:12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do he shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father I don't believe that the greater works that we shall do is speaking of greater healings. I mean, as far as, you know, as miraculous of a healing because I'm sure Jesus did some incredible things, limbs growing out, things along those lines. What I believe that word greater there means is in number. In number. Well, if all Jesus did couldn't be, the world couldn't contain the books that had all those things written in it, why are we settling for just a miracle every now and then? I'm telling you, this is by the Spirit of God because this is not of my notes and I had never thought about it like this. Thank you, Lord. We need to get the idea, we need to get the revelation by the Spirit that we have this power in us for a reason. How many know that a car has gas in it? And that gas empowers the car to go forward. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I just know that I put gas in it, and that's all I need to know. Amen. But we have something in us. We've got divine power in us. Supernatural power in us. Glory to God. I am not going to settle for just preaching the word and preaching the word only. I'm expecting accompanying signs and wonders miracles I've said this to you on more than one occasion I expect to lay my hands on the blind and see their blind eyes opened. I expect to lay these hands on the deaf and their deaf ears opened. I expect to lay these hands on the crippled the lame and see them rise up and walk and run glory I expect to run with them hallelujah I expect to lay these hands on the dead and see them be raised up not in and of me but in and of him and the power that's now in us. You got it. If you're a Christian, you got it. Everybody say, I got it. Oh, you got God's power in you. Resurrection power in you. And the point I guess the Lord is wanting to say to us, forgive me for saying it that way, Lord, the point the Lord is wanting us to get is these things are supposed to be happening all the time. This church, the church overall, has settled for just preaching words. And in a lot of cases, they don't even preach the Bible. How sad is that? I don't want to go to a church that doesn't preach the word. I want to go to a church where the people are on fire for Jesus. I want to go to a church that preaches the anointed gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ I want to go to a church where miracles and signs and wonders are taking place amen oh thank you Jesus well that was all for free this morning glory to God glory to God thank you Lord how many believe that God wants us to get this revelation anytime you hear the word you have a choice to believe it or not it's your choice me and my simple mind have made a decision a long time ago if i read it in the bible if i see it in the word i'm going to choose to believe it god can't lie and there are going to be many times in fact this has happened in my life so many times where i see something in the word but my life doesn't uh isn't there i'm not enjoying that in my life i'm, I'm not at that place in my life And what ends up happening with so many Christians, they say, see, it doesn't work. I'm not blessed beyond measure. I'm not blessed coming in and going out. So obviously it doesn't work. Oh, but it does. See, so many people will take the Bible and water it down to meet the, the level they're at. Instead of trusting God to take them higher by trusting what his word says, taking God at his word to raise them up, See, that's me, and I know from from experiences over and over and over again where God has come through for us and done things for us that glory to God when they happen, we're just like, well, that's God. That was God. That's fun. I said that's fun. But when you begin to do these kinds of things, it's for a reason. It's because God is wanting to use you to do the impossible. Did you hear what I just said? I don't want to lose anybody, but we're called to do the impossible. We're called to do the impossible. We're called to do the things this world says can't be done. I'm expecting to do the impossible. How about you? See, to my God, what we say is impossible, he just kind of smiles and says, oh, watch this. Watch this. Children of Israel came up to the, what was it, the Red Sea? Mountains on one side, chariots coming on the backside. What did it take? Took a little bit of a miracle, didn't it? Do you believe that happened? Oh, people try to try to reason it away. It was only ankle-deep water. So all those, uh, the uh, Egyptian army drowned in ankle-deep deep water. Pretty big miracle in itself. But see, I don't believe that. I believe the Red Sea parted, just like the Bible says. I believe that the land they went across dried up so they could get across. Now, I don't know what it looked like, but I guarantee you they could probably look through the water and see the fish swimming. Now, wouldn't that be kicking cool? Who needs to go to an aquarium when you got God's aquarium? Hallelujah. I mean, it it took Moses stretching out his staff in obedience to God, and a miracle happened. Isn't that what we, in a previous study, hear from God and then do what God tells you to do? Hear from God and then do. Hear from God and then do. And when you do, power is activated. Glory to God to bring to pass what you are believing. Miracles. Now, we have got to guard ourselves from getting to a place because, oh, I'm not seeing those things happening I, I, I've heard you preaching this way, Pastor Dan, but I, I haven't seen it. So what do you do? Throw away the Bible? Because of what you see? I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. It is the Bible that I choose to believe. It is the anchor to my soul. Amen. If I keep my focus on Jesus... Do you know she could have given up on those paintings? She's had them out there for over a year, right? Is that correct? She could have given up on it, but she didn't, did she? And look what happened. That person paid $100 more than that we're supposed to pay. How many people come in and say, it's it's that amount of money? Hmm, I'm going to pay you more. That doesn't happen much, does it? In fact, most people look at it and say, how about I give you this much? And it's a lower amount. Just saying, she didn't give up. And neither am I going to give up on this church and what God has called us to do and who God has called us to be. I'm a child of God. I say this all the time. I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. I'm a species of being that never existed before. Stop and think about that. There never was people like us in the history of mankind you hear what I just said? That's so good, God. There never was. We have eternal life in us. Eternal life. Zoe life. The God kind of life. It's in me. i got the Holy Ghost in me. I can't... Con- that, when I stop and think about that, it kind of makes my head want to go tilt, 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 tilt. The all-powerful, all-knowing, Everywhere at once, God is in me. And you know, one of the reasons he's in me, and I've said this to you recently as well, he's in there to quicken us, bring life to our mortal bodies. If we as Christians would take advantage of that, do you think that offends the Holy Spirit for you to say, hey, Holy Spirit, I feel an ache down there in my left toe, my left big toe, could you, you know, quicken that right now? Bring life to it right now. You think that would get him offended? What are you doing, doing, talking to me like that? Why wouldn't he? The Bible says so. He will quicken our mortal bodies. That's this body. I don't want to get up with aches and pains. I know I'm getting older. I know it doesn't look like it, but I am. And as I'm getting all older, I, I mean, this is, oh, my goodness. I was talking to somebody about this recently. As I'm getting older, it's just the body wants to not feel so good, especially when you get out of bed in the morning. You kind of crawl out of bed and you're like, oh, well, I don't think I've ever had that pain before. I was saying this about my son the other day. Well, actually, I was thinking it. because I don't want him to hear this. Hopefully, he's not listening. <laughs> I, I, I've always had the mindset that if I had to wrestle James, I could pretty much my own in most cases I just use my weight and sit on them Hey, keeping it real but now I was thinking oh my goodness that boy's buffing up he's lifting all the time getting big and I thought to myself you know I have an opportunity to wrestle him I'm not going to (laughs) I'm just gonna say hey stop I'm your father (laughs) but our bodies we have the spirit of God in us we got the spirit of God in us. I've got the greater one in me. There's gr- I've got the power of God in me. I've got resurrection power in me. I've got an immeasurable power in me, an unlimited power in me. There is no power greater than the power that's in me. That means no matter what I face in this world, I can overcome it. I can come through it successfully and victoriously to the other side. But you know what ends up happening to so many Christians? They live out of their senses still by what they see and by how they feel. I mean, I don't know how many people that I pray for, for healing, the very first thing they do is check to see if they feel better. But if you're in faith, If you're in faith, you're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by how you feel. I've shared this story before. I heard one minister say it this way. He said, if for a lot of Christians, no, he said most, and this is probably true, if a person came for healing because they had an upset stomach and they left from church that day and went home and said, well, I'm healed, I'm going to go eat, will get me a meal and they go and eat and after they're done eating they end up in the toilet throwing up not in the toilet but at the toilet throwing up and they'll get up and they'll say I must not have gotten my healing Do you know what we should do if we truly believe we received when hands were laid on us for healing if we go back home and we throw up again wipe our mouths off and say like I said I was healed when those hands were laid on me. I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. That's faith. I said, that's faith. How do you think I'm still standing up here? I know that's a tricky question. (laughs) What I'm saying is, I've seen this church go like this as far as attendance is concerned. And I've had opportunities, trust me, To where the enemy is trying to speak giving up. Trying to get me to yield to giving up. You can go to Texas right now. You can probably get his church down there. You can go help with this church. You can go over there and do this thing. But you know what I do? You know what I do? I encourage myself in the Lord. And I say to myself, God, you brought me here. You're the one who brought me here. Oh, I hope you're listening. You're the one who brought me here. So I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm only going to be moved by what you've spoken into my heart. Glory to God. I tell you, it will get you through the rough times. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I remember the very first time. Well, I don't know if it was the first time. One of the, first, one of the times we came over here prior to coming, we came to spy out the land. The Lord had spoken that, come to Bozeman, start a church. And we came, and we're driving, and we're going around, and we're down by the university, and we're seeing these big churches down there. And one of them's called Grace. And I didn't know that this Grace is totally different than the Grace down in Tulsa. But I thought it was another church with Bob Yandian as the leader of it. And I'm like going, oh, dear me, and it's huge. And it's like, I'm going, what in the world? And the devil jumped on my shoulder. You're not supposed to come over here. You're not supposed to start a church. Yeah, la. He just started speaking a bunch of doubt and unbelief. And my wife and I, we, went, we go into old Chicago's. And I pulled up to the front door and dropped her off. And I started to drive, and in an instant, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you can keep your focus on the giants in the land, or you can keep your focus on me and what I've spoken to your heart. I have called you here. When I went in and shared with, that with her, I remember where we were sitting. Balling our eyes out. How did you go? A glass of water. <laughs> God will do that to you or for you. God will encourage you. Have you ever thought that maybe, man, I guess this isn't that wasn't God? I guess I shouldn't uh, you know have thrown it out there. Maybe it was just too big, or whatever the case is, your mindset was you're just gonna give up on it. Has anybody else besides me ever had something like that happen? Well, some of you are nodding your head. Other ones are like, "Oh no, that never happened to me. I am faith man. I am faith woman. I never get challenged because I always come through. Well, you should, but I'm just saying. The point I'm trying to get to, and I haven't even got to my notes yet. I think you can see that. The point I'm trying to make is, Lord, you're going to have to help me now. The point I'm trying to make is, is we've got to keep encouraging ourselves in the faith. We got to keep speaking out what God has spoken to us. My wife said to me the other day, uh, uh, honey, I like it when she calls me honey. Honey, uh, will you look at, will you come in here and do these confessions on my wall? What do you call it? Your vision board? Vision board. It's a vision wall because the whole thing's covered with stuff. Will you come in and start speaking these out? Because she knows that when she does it, something happens to her. It builds her up. Doesn't it? It charges you. I've got a whole, I don't remember how many pages it is. I think it's like 14 pages of uh, confessions. And when I get done with those confessions, just like I just had a a, a power boost, you know, those electronic, what do they call them? Uh, Huh? No. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the car chargers. I guess I should be a little bit more specific. Jumper cables. Thank you, right? I love you, girl. You, you're always on not. She, she's listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was very vague, wasn't it? But it's like I've got those jumper cables on me, and then the other end is God, just <clears throat> glory to God. The point I'm trying to make now is the fact that we've got to keep encouraging ourselves in the faith, reminding ourselves, why are we even here? Why are you here? Why do you even go to church? Should it not be for a specific reason to glorify God and help you in fulfilling your destiny, his destiny, through you? I don't want to settle for second best because that's not who my God is. He is the best. There's no one. I kept saying that yesterday over and over. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. He's my God. Hallelujah. He's my God. And he loves me. He believes in me. He picked me. He chose me to be a part of his family. And now I have gotten the revelations I think you probably want to get, but you're not probably going to get to much of it because I've been talking so much. But anyway, I'm flowing with the Spirit of God. Hopefully you understand that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you at Genesis 1 yet? Hallelujah. Do you believe you can do the works of Jesus? You know, I've all, that's my favorite scripture, John 14, 12, my favorite scripture in the Bible. I love it. And I fully expect to do the works of Jesus because I believe on him. But the more I've studied this and the more I've come to the revelation has dawned on my heart and and renewed my mind to it, I've come to the realization that the way I'm going to do his works is through this power in me. Did you hear me? I've got the power of God. We don't just have the power of God in us, as I said way back when, to slosh around in us as we go through this life. It's not in there for any reason. How many people go through the life with the Holy Spirit in them and not once even look to him? As I like to call it, he's a spiritual hitchhiker, going through life with him. I don't want to live my life that way. Do you? I want to tap into this power. And God has given us the means to do so. Amen. We're talking about the power of God. We're talking about faith in the power of God. Do you believe that the power of God is in you? Do you believe that that power is immeasurable, unlimited, and far surpassing greater than anything else you'll ever face in this life? I want you to get that. And if your mind isn't there yet, that's okay. Get it in here first, because then it will rise up. But you need to keep hearing this. Go to the Bible. What does the Bible say about this? And then once you see it in the Word, say, God, my head's still going tilt, tilt, tilt. But because you said it, I trust you. I'm going to believe it. Amen. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 1. No, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I'll be able to get out, I'll kind of get this started. Not going to get to where I wanted to go. Whoo! The Bible says this, then God said, let us, speaking of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creep, Oh, I mean, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I got a question for you. Is that me? Whose image were we made in? Whose image were you made in? And who was man... Created to be like. Is this me making something up or is this what the Bible says? We were created in the image of God. We were created in his likeness. We are called to be like God. Now, that right there. It throws a lot of people for a loop. I mean, they just go, what? What are you talking about? What does the Bible say here? I'm not saying you're called to be a God. I'm called to, said you're supposed to be like God. In other words, if we're going to be like God, that means we're going to have to do things like God does things. Hello? Isn't that true? We need to do things the way God does things. Well, how does God do things? Since we're created in his image and likeness, how are we supposed to do things? Look at Genesis 1-3. Then God said, boy, it sure is dark out there. seems to be getting darker and darker. Is that what he did? Calling those things to be, be as though they are. No, he didn't do that, did he? What he said was, let there be light. And there was light. In other words, God spoke from his mouth what was in his heart, and what was in his heart Came into being, I should speak proper English. What God was doing from the very beginning was establishing something. It's called the law of faith. God said it, and it was. Are you listening? God said it and it was. In this book of beginnings. God was showing us he was a faith God, a God who calls things that be not as though they were, a God who believes and then speaks. And when he speaks, it's not just mere words. Well, oh, I hope you're listening. It's words spoken in faith that contain the power to bring to pass what he's speaking. Hit that. Get that revelation this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! And when we speak his words, faith-filled words, they are filled with power to bring to pass what we're speaking and what we're saying. I am no longer going to just speak words out of my mouth. In my mind, when I'm saying something, when I'm, when I'm stepping out in faith and saying something, I'm envisioning my words to be containers of the power of God. We believe, and therefore we speak. We believe, and therefore we speak. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, look at verse six now, six and seven. Then God said, "Let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters." Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Notice the it was so. Before the it was so, something else had to happen. Then God said. Then God said. God spoke, and then it was. God spoke, and then it was. We speak, and then it is. Oh, glory to God. See, I know where I'm going with this. We are created in his image and his likeness. If this is the way God did it, this is the way we're supposed to do it. But see, for a whole bunch of Christians out there, they would think there's something wrong with me to be saying that you can make a difference with your words. I'm not saying it. God's saying it. What I feel has happened is so many Christians have let go of what the Bible said and got up into their heads and started to reason away how easy it is for us to do the things of God if we would simply do it His way. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. My, my, my. Ooh. Genesis 1 9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. He said, And it was so. Verse 11 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God said, and it was so. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created sea creatures and everything living thing that moves with which the waters about it according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good. Verse 24, then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth each according to its kind and it was so. Can you see the pattern here? God said it and then it was so. God said it, and then it was so. In conclusion, I'll stop right here with this thought. Go to verse 2 of Genesis 1. I remember when the Lord showed me this. I got so excited, and I'll show you why in a moment. Verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I have a question for you. Is the Holy Spirit God? The Holy Spirit's God. Did the Holy Spirit know what the plan and purpose of God was where creation was concerned? So why didn't he get busy just creating the earth? Why didn't he get busy just bringing, causing it to happen? The Bible says there, first of all, listen to this, that word hover, it means sweeping or moving back and forth. In other words, the Spirit of God wasn't just still. He's moving back and forth. See, from my perspective, he's chomping at the bit. He's going, come on, come on, come on, come on, Father. Come on, Father. Come on, come on, come on, come on. What is he anticipating? What is he wanting to happen? God to speak. And when he spoke, The Spirit of God moved on it and brought it to pass. The power in God's word was activated to bring to pass what He was saying, and the Spirit of God got to moving when those words were spoken out of His—I don't even know if it's His Father. I don't know how I've never heard the Holy Spirit say it's His Father, but the bottom line, the Father of the Trinity. There you go. He said it, and it was so. The moment the Spirit of God heard it. He got to move. What happened with Mary? When the angel came to speak to her and share with her, you're going to have a child. And this child is going to be the savior of the world. And she said, hey, I ain't never been with a man. How can this be so? And he said, the spirit of God will come upon you. And the son that shall be born from you or of you, shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. You shall call his name Jesus. Mary then said this, Let it be to me according to your word. The moment she said that in faith, power was released and the spirit of God came over her and she was impregnated with Jesus. Friends, this is how we're supposed to live as Christians. You and me were called to live by faith. Not by sight, not by how we feel, but by faith. What does the Bible say? Because if I could see it in the Bible, then that means I can have that in my life. If I look at my life and my life doesn't line up with the Bible, I can change those things around me. Now, this is what's going to throw a lot of people for a loop with my words. But not just mere words. Words of faith filled with power. Do you have faith in the power of God? I am not going to be able to get to where I want to get. I'm stopping right here. But you need to come back next week. Because I guarantee you, you're going to want to hear the rest of this. and What God showed me when I was traveling. Uh, into Bozeman the other day. I mean, when God speaks to your heart, it wasn't an audible voice, but we were traveling. I'm pondering this message when the Lord began to speak to me and show me things. Now my understanding of it is at a place I've never understood it before, but I am convinced as God's children, we're supposed to live our lives this way. A life of faith. Do you know that's how you please God? I know I get excited, and I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I, I love to get excited. I, and, I'm, I, and I'm not going to hold back because people get upset with me when I get excited. We've had people leave this church because I got excited. Oh, if only you could hear some of the excuses for people who leave the church. But do you know what? I love them in the Lord, and I know this one day they will stand before Jesus in answer for everything they did? Just saying. Anyway, glory to God. I don't know how I got off on that, but there you go. God is so good. We have his power in us. Why do do I want to do this so much? Why do I want to live a life of fulfilling my destiny and doing his works? Why do I want to do that? Is it so I can be magnified? Or is it so he can be glorified? I take him at his word. And I want to, for all he's done for me, I want to bring him glory and honor in and through this life. And the only way that's going to happen, I want to say that again, the only way that's going to happen is to live a life of faith. My faith activates the power in me to bring to pass what I'm believing him for. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You wait to see what God, how God showed me this. Oh, I want to go there, but glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Come now in Jesus' name, Father, to thank you for the love you have for us, for everything you've done for us. Such a good father. We are loved by you. We were chosen by you. My heart's cry, Father, is that the people of this church, anyone watching via live stream or watches this message through the week will get the revelation that you have so graciously given to me. Father God, I believe in the power of God. I have faith in your power. And I believe and fully expect to do the works of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. We worship you in this place. We honor you, our King. Now, with our eyes closed, nobody looking around. If there's anybody in here who is not a Christian, or you have stepped away from the Lord for whatever reason, and you're ready to come back to the Father's house, I want to give you that opportunity right now, here in this church, right now, in this place. If the Spirit of God is wooing you in your heart, And you need to get right with Him. It doesn't take a long drawn out thing. It just takes you repenting, turning back to Him to live for Him. Come back to the Father's house. He's waiting for you. He'll run to you. Trust me, He's done it in my life so many times. If I'm speaking to you, I see that hand. You can put it down. Anybody else would say that's me. I need to get right with the Lord. I believe everyone in here is a Christian, praise God, but you just need to get right with Jesus. One hand has gone up, anybody else? I'm looking around one more moment. Okay, everybody look up at me. One person raised their hand, so we're all gonna pray together as a family. Amen. So let's reach a hand up to heaven and let's pray this, prayer. say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. He is my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I recommit myself to you, Almighty God, to live for you every day, sold out to Jesus. Heavenly Father, I call upon the blood of Jesus now and ask you to forgive me for living the way I've been living. I receive your mercy, and I also receive your grace. And I believe the next time a temptation arises, By this grace, I will overcome it. And I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you again for coming out on this 4th of July weekend. Y'all have a good, safe 4th of July. Amen. How many like fireworks? Amen. I like to to watch them. I don't like to pay for them anyway. So, God, I just pray a special blessing over these people now. I'm asking you to keep them safe today and tomorrow as people celebrate the 4th of July. And again, I thank you for this country. Bless, bless, bless this country. Continue to do so, Lord. Even though the darkness seems so dark, I know the light is greater than the darkness. And there are many people who are humbling themselves and praying, seeking your face. And you're going to turn the hearts of the people back to you. Believe it's coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring everybody back safely next Sunday, and we give you praise and glory for it now. In Jesus' name, amen.